This is an Area Code podcast. Uh, here we go. I forgot how to start this thing. Hi, I'm Richard Clark. And I'm Bethany Perkins. We can't stop talking about the Enneagram. So we decided to start a podcast where we get it all out of our system. We're not experts. We're just obsessed. It's no chill Enneagram. A safe space for Enneagram fanatics. And a really dumb idea for a podcast. (laughs) All right, here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to No Chill Enneagram. I am Richard Clark. And as usual, I am here with my co-host, Bethany Perkins. Hi. Welcome. How's your day going? It's going pretty good. Yours? Uh, good. I've played a lot of Fortnite today in between really? recording episodes of Enneagram. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. I, cool. I keep getting like third and second place. Mm. So if that means anything to you, I don't know. It's not first. I know that. On the Enneagram, I'm number four, but in Fortnite, <laughs> I'm number two. Nice. Uh, we're here with a special guest. Uh, Danielle Mayfield, DL Mayfield, as you may know her on the internet, but we're going to call her Danielle for the purposes of this podcast. Hey, Danielle. Hey, Richard. Hey, Bethany. Hey. I'm so excited to have you because I feel like I've known you on the internet for a really long time, uh, but we never really get to just talk. I know. Have we met in real life? I kind of forget. We have not. We Isn't have that not. weird? I was like, I think we have, but then no. Yeah. I think we've had a number of situations where we like were going to or almost did. Yeah. And for various reasons, it kind of fell through. We keep missing each other's conferences, basically. <laughs> That's, true. That's true. That's how it is on the internet. We could meet because we both live in Portland. Oh, my gosh. Snap. Yeah. Whoa. I live in Northeast Portland. Oh, that's like another world. Is it for me? Oh, yeah. What part do you live in? I live in in like way outer southeast. Oh, okay. Way out. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Danielle, you do a lot of things. You're a writer. I think that's your like fundamental thing you do. But what are what are some other things you do? Yeah, it's funny you should say that. I never know what to say about what it is I do, but I do some writing. Mm-hmm. I have a degree in teaching English to speakers of other languages. So I do teach some English classes for immigrant and refugee women in my neighborhood. Um, nice. And I am a mom with two kids who are three and seven. And so that takes up a lot of my time. And mm-hmm. mostly I'm just like a really intense neighborhood busybody. So I come from that like <laughs> intentional community Christian world um, and used to be like a support raising missionary. And now I just live in my neighborhood and really involved in what's going on and um, hang out with mostly Muslim refugee women. So, yeah, that's what I do. Awesome. Yeah, you've cool. you've um you've written a, a long time about sort of uh I guess how how would you put it like social justice, social activism, yeah, those sort of things. I think I'm starting to hone in on what drives me in my writing, and I think I'm really obsessed with the ethics of what it means to love your neighbor in an unjust oh, and unequal society. So yeah. I think that's what I am just trying to do in my life, and then that's what I end up writing about. 
Awesome. Yeah, I love that. Awesome. And yeah. and just because this is relevant to my interest, you wrote two cover stories for CT, if I recall. I did. You've written a bunch for CT, but two cover stories in particular for Christianity Today, in case people don't know what <laughs> CT means. Um, and uh, they're great. They're like really good pieces, in my and they're opinion. They're kind of, especially that first one is kind of Enneagram 1 you know, awesome. I didn't know I was one, but it was all about yeah, why I why don't it's wrong drink too. alcohol and, and you shouldn't I'm a really either. principled person about it. Yeah. So that's yeah. what oh. I wrote. It's the best. <laughs> it's like so good because it comes at it from a totally different angle than like the normal thing. Um, yeah. Like a, femi- a feminist argument, like an argument that looks at, you know, communities that have been most disadvantaged by alcohol abuse and um, hmm. just yeah. and also living again living with your neighbors in mind if you have a bunch of friends and neighbors who are addicts you know it, it starts mm-hmm. to change the way you go about like say celebrating alcohol or instagramming it or whatever so totally mm-hmm. yeah. yes um okay speaking of so you mentioned you're a one Yes. When did you, uh, you have like an interesting path to becoming a one. Tell us about that. I do. Okay. So when I started to get into the Enneagram, it must have been like five years ago. My husband, Crispin, was sort of getting into it. He had this super thick, fat book. I don't even know <laughs> which, which one. one it was. I think I know the one you're talking about. I've seen it too. It it's looks, like I can't even go there. Yeah, when it looks I like look a textbook. And I just yeah, remember being like, I, have I a couple cannot of those. even do this. But I took the online test and it said I was a four. Mm-hmm. And I was in the process of writing my book at the time. And so I was like, yes, like I'm a moody artist and (laughs) like nobody gets me. And I was having a really hard time with both my agent and my editors just pushing back a lot. Like you need to make things clearer. You need to make it easier, like stop being so arty or whatever. And so I was like, oh, I'm such a four and like nobody gets me. And and I just thought that for many years. And then um so my book came out it's called assimilate or go home notes from a failed missionary and rediscovering faith and the whole publishing process was horrible for me and Hmm. just getting feedback was really horrible it kind of felt soul crushing and you know Hmm. i'm like yeah i'm just i'm just an artist and this sucks and whatever so then last year my husband was like hey he was listening to The Road Back to You, which is your yeah. competition. So I'm sorry about that. There's no um, competition <laughs> between uh, us and them. They're done now. They're, that podcast they done. is done. That's so they're true. not our competition. We should try to steal their audience, the though. One. Yeah. But Bethany yes. and I have a uh, plan that we are going yeah. to uh, go to both of Suzanne and yeah. Ian and yeah. say... <laughs> Uh, we will stop doing this show <laughs> if you come on it. Yep. Otherwise, we're just going to keep going. Yeah, we can't stop until we get Ian and Suzanne. Yeah. Suzanne Stabile. Yeah. I'll just pretend to be Suzanne here. Suzanne Stabile. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was a good impression, whoever that was. <laughs> Today, Both of us. I can't do it. I'm not going to try, but she is very soothing to listen to. She so is and, and that's why typology, it's just not the same without Suzanne. Yeah. I'm well, sorry. you know she has her own podcast, too, right? You know, I didn't know that. The Enneagram Journey. Oh. Oh, yeah. You didn't know about that? I should look into that. You should. Yeah. Okay. You should. Well, anyways, good. they changed my life because my husband was listening to an episode about an Enneagram one, and he was like, you have to just listen to it. And so I mm. never did because I was like, ones are boring and stupid, and that's not <laughs> what I am. Like, 
whenever I'd read about the Enneagram or listen, I would just glaze over at any mention of the one. I didn't understand it, whatever. That is so So interesting. Finally, on a road trip, my husband just like puts on this episode. It was all about the inner critic of the Enneagram Mm -hmm. one. He was like, Danielle, I don't think I don't think most people live their life with the kind Mm. of voice that you have inside your head. Yeah. And I yeah. was like, what? Everybody they has don't. this constantly no. telling them how they could be better and do better. And they didn't, didn't do it as good. And they have to work harder next time. And he was like, no, honey, they don't. No. And so it's actually <laughs> a really profound moment for me. And it's helping me a little bit give myself grace, which I hope eventually helps me be less judgy of others, right? That's like the end goal now for me is mm-hmm. kind of understanding that I do live with such an intense inner critic um and, and and going back to like those core what is it like your childhood core need wound wound childhood or whatever. Your core yeah. fears when i think about the four i'm like yeah that doesn't mean anything to me um to be special or to be seen but as enneagram mm-hmm. one like wanting to be good like i grew up wanting to be a missionary age six i wanted to be a missionary mm-hmm. and like save all the people in madagascar for some reason that's where yeah. i really wanted to go and also <laughs> my husband was like listen you think you're a four, like you're really unique. He's like, your life is really unique because you are living by these intense ethics. He's like, but you don't want to be unique. You want everybody to live just like you. And that's why you write is because you're trying to convince people. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so true. Yeah. So mm. I do feel unique. I feel lonely sometimes, but I don't want to be. I would love it if everybody moved into my neighborhood and <laughs> like mm-hmm. wanted to live with their neighbors in mind like I do. And so that was also a really interesting revelation for me. So I want to say I think mistyping does happen. I also oh, think yeah. I was in an unhealthy place. So I know ones can, you know, be like a four when they're unhealthy mm-hmm. when I took the test. But also sometimes you just need that close person in your life to kind mm-hmm. of confirm or even gently nudge you to say, I think you maybe yeah. got it wrong. So. I'm really grateful, but it was like really yeah. life changing for me, actually, like truly. That's awesome. Danielle, I'm fascinated by your switch from four to one yeah. um, in particular, because I am a four and I relate so hard to so many of the very subtle emotional nuances you talk about on the Internet and in your writing. All I'll say is I feel like on Twitter, like once every two weeks, I will reply to you with a, a 100 <laughs> emoji. <laughs> Or well, something. You know, Twitter is an interesting place for an Enneagram one. And Tell us about that. I just need to be really careful with it. I feel like it's interesting, and you guys can help me with this. You know, yeah. like I even mentioned, so uh, one, when they're unhealthy, acts like a four. But I am mm-hmm. actually trying to get to this place where, so ever since things went a little insane politically, um, yeah. I did used to do a lot of creative writing back when I more considered myself a four. I would do things that were more exploratory. Um, you know, there wasn't a strong, like maybe imperative always implied. Usually there was, but not always. And so then once actually the election happened in 2016, I just thought I have got to start reaching my people, specifically trying to help Christians care about refugees and immigrants um, Mm -hmm. in the United States. And so I just completely flipped a switch writing wise. And now I am trying to dial it back and be like, there is a 
I need more nuance in my life. I need less mm. black and yeah. white thinking. I need yeah. less self-righteousness, less judgment. I need to open myself up to these deeper streams of nuance, uh, which has to be based in a place of love. And so Twitter for mm. me, it's like I get the most validated when I am extreme and angry. Oh, yeah. And self-righteous. And there's plenty of reasons to be all those things, honestly. Yeah. But still to have that constantly validated is really bad for me spiritually. Um, and so yeah. trying to take That's some That's really breaks. good self-awareness. Well, I think I resonated with that journey. Uh, I was in, also in a place where when that happened, I was like, I want to make sure... I'm doing the right thing here. I'm yeah. doing all the right things. And we even worked together on some of these things. Right. Like I was editing you at that yeah. time yeah. at one point. So yeah, maybe that's the real reason. And it also makes sense that when I am healthy, I go to one. Mm-hmm. And when you are not, you go to four. So we're meeting each other in your least <laughs> healthy moments and my most healthy moments. Yeah. In theory. In theory. In theory. I will say I mostly have just like read things online or, you know, I listened to that one liturgist episode about the types Mm -hmm. and I read The Road Back to You. And going back, I still don't, there's nothing that jumps out at me about the one. I mean, there's definitely some stuff Mm -hmm. there, but a lot of it, like all the anecdotes are like an Enneagram one needs to have a really tidy house or like they're really principled (laughs) at work and Mm -hmm. keep their coworkers on task. And I'm like, what? I'm my house is a mess like <laughs> like books yeah. everywhere I do not yeah. like clean you know so I'm like That's oh I'm, I'm not a perfectionist like I, I would never yeah. characterize myself as a perfectionist and then again it was my husband who was like you are an ethical perfectionist like mm-hmm. you think through the implications of your theology of your actions of every single choice you know down to like where I buy my clothes like I have to do thrift stores right or what kind of meat I buy to where I send my child to school to, you know, I've, and I, in my mind, I think everybody does this, which I think people do, but Mm. he again was sort of like, not everybody runs through it the way you do. Um, which is the interesting thing about the Enneagram. In one way, it makes you feel good. You're like, mm-hmm. there's other people like me. And then you're like, but there's a bunch of people who aren't. And hopefully yeah. it helps you have some grace for that. Mm. So that's why I want to throw it out there. You don't have to be really clean and neat and tidy. Mm-hmm. Or like, yeah. you know, OCD about certain things. Although, sorry, maybe we shouldn't use that as a term. Um, but some of, I think there are some of us out there who have this intense, like, internal rigidity rigidity when it comes to mm-hmm. wanting to live a good life and to be good and yeah. that describes me to a t but. Mm-hmm. i can see that let's talk about how bad has it gotten danielle like what's the thing in your life that showed you oh my obsession with the enneagram is off the rails <laughs> well it's all relative right yeah. but i will say in my actual life like i mentioned i mostly hang out with women who come from a bunch of different countries and nobody knows what the Enneagram is. <laughs> nobody. Right. Right. So, <laughs> I don't, so in my real life, I don't get to talk about it a ton at all, except for with my husband. And I'm like, I'm tired of talking to him about it. Um, <laughs> there's only so much we really want to talk to. I will say <laughs> that I'm not sure I'm like bursting to talk about it, except to say, I love getting to the root issues of things. Mm. And so for Mm. me, the Enneagram is super connected 
to this idea of sin. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And um, the evangelical in me loves that because I do think that we most often sin out of our strengths. And I think that's what the Enneagram kind of gets to. Hmm. Like the things that make us awesome are also the ways in which we can hurt people. And so I would just love to talk about this with everybody in the world, but I'm very aware. I really hate exclusionary things. And so that has tempered my wanting to talk more about the Enneagram because people get really into it, like annoy the heck out of me. Oh, yeah. Because I'm like, well, there's like at least five people here who don't know their (laughs) numbers. Oh, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just always I'm always thinking about the person who doesn't know their number and doesn't know. Me too. Uh, yeah, I'm hyper aware of that because I am a two. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So I, d- I just want to help them to know their number <laughs> and to understand it <laughs> so that they can learn more about themselves because, because it has helped me in my life to understand my sin and my coping mechanisms and my dark side and all that stuff. Um, so I literally just want to help other people with it. It's well, an interesting... Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, that's why I'm happy to be on this podcast because I'm like, you guys know your numbers. You want to talk about this. If people are tuning mm-hmm. in, they obviously want to hear. I don't have it's to feel choice. bad about excluding people. So no, I get not to let all. my Enneagram freak flag fly. So thank <laughs> yeah, fly that freak flag. Fly it. <laughs> it, is, it is interesting like conundrum that I've been thinking about for a while is how to type a, how to talk about these things in in a way that other people can follow you without knowing yeah. all the dumb like insider language like even yeah. the numbers at all because mm-hmm. that stuff is so valuable like it's really helpful to say like i just always see something missing when and yeah. and to help someone see like maybe you're seeing something that's missing without having to the, the, to like subsume them into this um awesome cult <laughs> That is yeah. the Enneagram right. stuff. Right. Um, yeah. It, I, Danielle, it, it, it reminded me as you're talking about this, like how uh, like there is a ugly reality to this whole world that it is like one of the widest subcultures mm-hmm. I'm aware of. And I you just wondered whitest? what. Whitest. Whitest. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Whitest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, subcultures I'm yeah. aware of and it, which is really strange to me because it's also leans a little like progressive and leftist for some reason um, mm-hmm. and it's just like I don't know I wanted to know your take on that is there a specific reason you think it seems to be like the privileged personality <laughs> test well yeah I mean if you even think about like we Maslow's hierarchy of needs you know yep, like it's just at the mm. top of the pyramid so I spend my life with people who like a lot of their brain space is taken up with how the heck are they going to pay rent? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't think a ton of discussion does go on about like core wounds mm-hmm. and, you know, and I <laughs> yeah. still think, yeah. I still think it would be helpful, you know, like as I still think the Enneagram could be a tool, but I completely understand why it's something that people have picked up as almost a party trick you know as a way mm. to talk about themselves more as a way to do all that stuff i don't think that's what it's for but mm-hmm. it, it's definitely probably just comes out of a place of the luxury of having the time to talk and think about it yeah 
Well, let's get yeah. into the party trick section of the podcast. <laughs> Do it. Because that's definitely what we're doing right now. Exactly. This is, yeah. a, this is a segment we like to call Let's Type People and Things. And uh, today we're going to type some evangelical nostalgia. Some like old cool stuff we used to like when we were kids. Okay. Um, and Bethany, so we need to yeah. acknowledge up front. Bethany. Yeah. What do you like? 14 or something? <laughs> Wow, I'm 25. <laughs> you're, you're 25, so you're not gonna have. Well, the I will same be on August reference. 1st, but yeah. Uh, I think Danielle and I are, are. I don't know if I can say this, but we're in our 30s. Is that yeah, okay? Yeah, I think I'm middle aged, but people push back on that a little bit. Middle aged. I mean, what I'm mi- 34. That is. That's not middle aged. Yeah, if no, I was, it is not. I was to 68. That's good. I mean, that's gonna be good. I think. Okay, that just makes me sad. Yeah, 34 isn't middle aged. I think you'll live past 68. You think so? <laughs> Maybe you need we'll better see, insurance Richard. or something. We'll see. Um. Okay. I don't so, have any. So. Okay. Well. Okay. 68. Oh. It is. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> We will pray for you. Thank you. Let's type some evangelical nostalgia things. Uh, let's just start with the obvious. Um, McGee and me. Yeah. Um, so aren't you, are you, are, are you hosting a podcast about McGee and me? Is that Yeah. Yeah. My husband and I just started uh, doing a whole series on McGee and me and me. And <laughs> so I've only watched like the first episode like rewatched it and so here's the deal mcgee is the worst <laughs> and i'm gonna say i'm gonna say he's a seven really he's like this little he's like this little he's cartoon the worst person. and he's a seven. Oh yeah. yeah he's all over the map he tells nicholas to do good things and bad things and is like super of the of the moment like doesn't doesn't plan ahead um <sighs> You know, he encourages him to loosen up and then also eventually to, like, make things right. I think he's a seven. So he's less like Jiminy Cricket and more of, like, a Peter Pan type. Yeah. Yeah, because he's not the conscience. but he And he's not the alter ego. I do not know what McGee is, and it bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> a little cartoon man. He's just a weird thing to get younger children to watch the show. So hmm. I think he's a seven. You know, you're, according to the Enneagram, you are supposed to integrate to type seven. So maybe you're just supposed to become more like him. I'm supposed to be a McGee? You're supposed to lean <laughs> lean into McGee. That's depressing. Yeah. He's your new role model. Okay. What, what do you think, Richard? What do you think Nick would be? Oh, gosh. Four. He's so really? up in his oh, feelings. Yeah. <gasps> and he's an artist? Yeah. And exactly. an inventor? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I could see that. How about let's talk about DC Talk? Oh, DC Talk. Yeah. Okay. Toby is a three. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He is like the driven one. And yeah, then totally. Kevin is a four. He's so. A hundred percent. Yes. And then Michael Tate kind of strikes me as. Six. No. No? I don't know. Michael Tate is like so much going on. Possibly six because. He is now like <laughs> now he's like pro Trump and stuff. Oh man! And I also feel like maybe oh, he, no. he attaches himself to whatever like institution he thinks is going to protect him and take care of him. So maybe he's a six. All right. So okay. So on the that note, Carmen. 
Oh my god! I feel like he this is an, an obvious he's an eight. one. He is an yeah, definitely. Eight. Is he unhealthy? He's an eight <laughs> who is gonna milk us all for what we've got to give him? Yeah, he has yeah. no problem lying. He probably thinks he is doing the work of the Lord. That's what I hope. Oh but wow! He's, uh, he's you're going hard on Carmen. Jeez. I I need Carmen to publicly repent. Wow. Snap. Hear that, Carmen? You just got called out by No Chill Enneagram. Yeah. I really have no <laughs> chill when it comes to back Carmen. From I have, I've gone down so many Carmen deep dives. We cannot talk about Carmen right now. That's awesome. All right. I will not stop. Um, That's great. I never knew Carmen like in his heyday. Um, <laughs> I just have kind of <laughs> He was my first concert him ever. Now. Oh, wow. And he, he had um, little people... We called them midgets in the 90s on uh-huh. stage being demons. And then he would like, <gasps> with the power of the Holy Spirit, he would knock them what? off the stage. Yeah. And I was eight <laughs> and living in Wyoming. And I was like, this is amazing. How? Oh, my God. Bizarre. But like they would enact like the spirits of drunkenness and lust and like materialism. Wow. And Carmen would like knock them all off the stage. And now I'm like, so that sad is I so missed out on terrible. that. Terrible. <laughs> All right, let's do the main the main adventures in Odyssey, guys. People, whoever they are. No, I'm you not, have to do. You have to do one. I'm not super familiar with Adventures in Odyssey, to be okay, honest. Okay, well, I did two seasons of a podcast about it. So right. here we go. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, I think Mr. Whitaker could be an eight, Good. but I'm deep down, I'm afraid he's a one because I really Uh-oh. dislike him. But, but is he that mean? Like, he's not really like a... He's not mean, but he's, like, so sure that he has every answer to the world. Well, that does and sound like so, a one. He just yeah. never struck me as an eight mm-hmm. the few times I listened. Yeah, I think he's a one, and that makes me sad because I really dislike him. <laughs> I think Eugene is a five because he's all about being a scientist <laughs> and not thinking about feelings. And... I don't know. The rest of the characters, I don't know them as well, but, like, Connie, yeah. she kind of strikes me as a seven... She's very fun-loving. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the main people that I can think of right now. Totally. Um, Veggie Tales. what about Bob the Tomato? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, this is one that I actually did watch as a kid. Oh, All right, Bethany, Bethany, what do you think? Oh my gosh. I don't know, though. I haven't watched it in so long. Well, the cucumber. But I really have nothing. The cucumber's the, the dumb cucumber. one. Larry the cucumber's yeah. the dumb one, and Bob's the smart one, so we know that. Okay, so maybe I'll go out on a limb and just say that Bob is a five yeah. because um, because Phil Vischer is a five. Oh, so. interesting. Oh. Interesting yeah. theory. How do you so know Phil Vischer Bob- is a, th- a five? Okay, because I had a dream, as I've told you, where I was trying to figure out Phil Vischer's number. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Enneagram number. What is happening? And I tweeted. I should I say that if yeah. people don't know, Phil Vischer made VeggieTales back in the day. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I tweeted him about that, thinking he's never going to see it or respond. But he did. And he responded. <laughs> and he told me that he's a five. <laughs> awesome. So. No, I could see his Bob wife, doing that. He's Bob's very much like honed in on like, what's the scripture verse? Yes. You know, it has to be all about that and trying to be logical and stuff. I don't know. So Larry's just singing yeah, sin- there you silly go. songs. So and he's Larry, like- <laughs> is, the, is he a two or a seven? Uh, two, uh, I don't think a two. That I don't. 
He's always helping think, Bob. That's how I feel like. He is always mm, like trying to help Bob feel better, not be so angry. And oh, good point. Being the right hand man. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's make him a two. All right. What about testament <laughs> testaments? <laughs> what number are testament? Oh, that is absolutely a one. Really? <laughs> yeah, trying to okay. convert people. The mint with a message. Yeah. Uh but it's not really the right way to do a mint. It's like I think they're delicious. It feels know. like a three to me, like trying to just like look like <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> Sorry. Trying to succeed at soul winning just cause. Yeah. Just cause. Just cause. Okay. I'll give that to you. But I think inanimate evangelical nostalgic items are gonna be hard to type. Really? That's just yeah. What, that, that's just my. That, that doesn't matter. Well, I just doesn't I'm matter gonna, to us. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give you no the problem. ultimate pushback to that. <laughs> the ichthmus. That thing is an eight. If I've ever seen anything, that's an eight. Oh, I've seen more okay. eight ones. You know what's an eight? What is, is Calvin that? kneeling at a cross? <laughs> that's, that's an eight, true. my friend. Yeah, that's an eight. That's an eight. <laughs> okay. That's true. Okay, um, well, that was uh, Let's Type People and Things. I think it's time to really get down to what we brought Danielle here for in the first place. Oh, yep. I'm let's rank. Let's rank. <laughs> let's rank. Me too. Let, no one's more nervous than me. Let's rank the Enneagram numbers from best to worst. <laughs> this is going to make Bethany so sad. I'm sorry, Bethany. Just It's okay. As long as you put me like not the worst uh, well, I'll be okay. Let's see what happens. Don't put, well, don't put. You're not um, gonna be the worst. You're not gonna be the okay. Worst. Thank you. Am I gonna be? I might be the worst, huh? So wait, I rank them, <laughs> or you guys rank them, or we have a discussion about it. Um, I think we'll, you we'll need to dis- lead this conversation. I could just yeah. rattle it off right now. I have not even do thought it. About well, this let's beforehand. start I'm at number. Rattle it. Let's well, let's see. Do we start at the top? Yeah. Start at the I think best. the tension is with what's at the worst. So let's okay. start at the top. Yep. <laughs> The best is so easy for me, and that's the Enneagram 9. Yeah, I agree with that. I think we've we've had that conversation a couple times now. Yeah. My husband's a 9, and my so I'm partial a nine. to it. It's just like the best, especially there's, if you're one. There's, like here's the, the argument. Yeah, I think- here's the biblical argument. The meek shall inherit oh, wow. the earth. That's the argument. Ooh, we could do a beatitude Blessed for every number. Oh, gosh. Hold on. I'm writing that for... There literally is one. I'm writing that down in our notes for other shows. Um, that's my that's, jam. Those beatitudes. Thanks for the idea. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. Don't steal it. I won't. Okay. Nobody I know cares about the anagrams. So <laughs> Don't oh. steal your idea back from us, please. Right, okay, okay. Um, I bequeath it to you. Okay, okay so we all agree on that. Yeah. Now I don't know. <laughs> I really like. I really enjoy fives uh, uh, if they're healthy. Man, I don't okay. know. Um, I don't know about that either. Fives are the opposite of twos. Interesting. So, yeah, in like every way. I feel like I would love twos if I had any around me because, as a very driven one. Mm-hmm. I often feel like pretty lonely and like I just need somebody mm-hmm. out here helping me. And so yeah. I think you I should choose in your teams. life. Okay, let's do nine, five, two, because okay. I really appreciate like the logical feedback of a five, which can help mm-hmm. get people out of their ruts. And then the two yeah, who can actually true. help. 
Um, mm-hmm. Then I'm going to say Enneagram once would be number four because we do need some people who have that core value of being good. I think that's one of the better <laughs> driving forces to have in your life, but maybe I'm just mm-hmm. partial to that. I have a one wing, by Ooh, the way. Yeah. I, yeah. I relate a lot, a lot, a lot to ones. Okay. So then I love fours because they because you thought you were one great art. (laughs) Um, I mean, when they're like obsessed with themselves, it can get really annoying, obviously, but they can really (laughs) help me personally, like find beauty and finding um, the value in beauty when sometimes I just think of the world as purely black and white utilitarianism, you know. What can mm-hmm. we do to to help everybody right now? So, who are the people I'm better than? What are the numbers? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> three <laughs> is left. Uh, seven, six is left. She doesn't like seven. Okay, I don't know three, seven, any sixes. Six. I don't know a and lot eight. about sixes. So let's put sixes next, just because I don't know a lot about them. Underappreciated, okay, in my opinion. Yeah, even yeah. by me, but. They're- yeah, so I don't know what to do with the six, so let's just like put them in the middle, and then they okay. probably should be higher than four, to be honest. But whatever, <laughs> I'm not gonna because we need those yeah. artists. Um, now wait, what is left? Three, eight, and I would just say without the sixes, all the artists would be dead. <laughs> seven, seven. Three. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sixes add that hyper vigilance, <gasps> keeping everyone safe. Okay, yeah. So, so sevens after sixes is that what you said? No, no. Let's say let's say left. a three next, okay? Because they can get a lot of stuff done, and I really mm-hmm. appreciate that. Yeah, I don't always appreciate that need for achievement, mm-hmm. um, but I love that they can get stuff done. And then let's do a seven, just because I don't understand sometimes how to like nudge sevens towards healthiness. Because mm. a lot of it mm-hmm. can read like escapism to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm a really serious yeah. person. So I probably need more sevens in my life. But I just don't understand them. Um, but I, I Congra- would love to have a seven friend right now. But I don't. <laughs> Congratulations, eights. I'm sorry, eights. You're so intense. <laughs> you lose. The way that you always want to talk to me about conflicts is really intense and um, <laughs> do you have, cl- do have people lo- you're close I, to that are eights i do and they're all women and i love them all so i don't want to say like i don't love eights i do yeah you love <laughs> your eights the conflict of some eights mm-hmm. is like super jarring to me the conflict style they, yeah so and maybe that's just because like i love conflict. nine so much that, oh yeah um, it makes sense you think that you have if a you... nine wing I don't, but Maybe. I want to. You don't? I. That's okay. like, it. if I'm thinking about where am I moving in a direction of health, I would love my wing to be a nine just because I'm assuming that that means I am longing for like a peaceful resolution for mm-hmm. all people instead of sometimes the way I go about life is like, I wish you were all as upset as me. And that's yeah. not a great, <laughs> that's not very sustainable. And so I, I want my end goal to be less conflict um mm-hmm. that's not really how i operate through life i i tend to like create conflict but hopefully not always so just I to recap bad. i feel bad i don't want to put eights at the end <laughs> so just to have eight it's okay we, someone's no, gotta that's be actually, bad and terrible so that is, that is the best one sixes. to <laughs> no we can't put six no okay. i really think eights are the best one to put at the end because 
they are confident and they don't care yeah. what you think <laughs> about right. them. That's true. They'll be seven, like, yeah. Seven. So like literally they don't Eights care. Eights and okay. sevens are both like whatever. Good. Yeah. Then I did it perfectly. That's great. Threes are also, deeply hurt. you did it perfectly. Threes are deeply I, hurt. <laughs> I have to point out, do you guys know about stances at all? Like power stances? stances? No, like stances as they relate to the Enneagram. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. Okay, so there are three stances. And it's the dependent stance, the withdrawing stance, oh, yeah. and the aggressive stance. Mm-hmm. And three, seven, and eight are the aggressive stance. And you put those as your last Interesting. Oh. What, are, what are withdrawing? Those are fours. Withdrawing are four, five, and nine. Okay. And dependent is one, two, and six. Sounds like four needs to move up. <laughs> no, I think four is fine right. where it is. So, so we uh, we have done it. We have ranked the we enneagram numbers. Ranked, We're gonna yes, put these Danielle's on like a little enneagram pic and on a little Instagram picture and oh, no. get it out there and then attribute it to Danielle and oh, let people because share it and like. I just it. have to say, it'll last forever. As a two, this makes me extremely uncomfortable. And I love everyone. And even if I didn't, I would not tell people that I didn't. So. We'll run I think this Richard by... Gore is very upset at us right now. Yeah, definitely. Is he? We'll run yeah. it by him and just see <laughs> yeah. what he thinks. Um, yeah. Here they are. N- number one is nine. Number two is so stupid. <laughs> number two is five. Number three is two. Number four is one. Number five is four. Number six is. <laughs> Six. That's appropriate. Ooh, yeah. Number that's seven is three. Number three. eight is seven. And number nine is eight. Man. Oh, gosh. That was, that was awesome. Hard. That was hard. That was awesome. I feel Thank like we really accomplished that. something here today. We did. All right. Yeah. We figured it out. Um, well, yep. now that we have that settled, um, can we make Enneagram slang happen? Um. <laughs> We do this every no. episode. What, Thank you. What do you mean? No, wait. Okay. So that was, that was, can we make Enneagram slang happen? I agree with um, you. Our other segment is called. I've been saying no from the beginning. Our other segment is called self-care for specific numbers. So Danielle, we're going to give you an Enneagram and then you give an example oh of a type. You give a self-care <laughs> tip for that specific Oh, no. Any numb, whether okay. it's any a glam or something else. Whoa, you are just trying to like shove the slang. This he is good job, Richard. Yeah, he feels really misunderstood that we just shot it down. So, yeah. well, he's going to make I feel it happen. Like Danielle was wanting so hard at me that I needed to. <laughs> yeah, it's too exclusionary. Slang is too exclusionary. That's Richard. fair. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Okay, anyways, give me, give me the nom or whatever you call it. <laughs> give me the nom. <laughs> All right. Any nom number the one. Any nom number one. What's... Wait, do I have to give advice to each number? Yeah. D- not not if you're just number self-care. One, if you're a number what one, what should you do for self-care? What do you recommend? Oh, my gosh. This is the this is the hardest one. We can go. We can do what we did. La- you want to go can, backwards? We can rotate if you want. I have the same advice for every number. Oh, okay. well, that's kind of a boring segment. <laughs> I'm, I'm very interested in this. Just because it's amazing advice. That's just regular okay. self-care. That just doesn't even go on a self-care podcast. What do we need the Enneagram for anymore? 
Yeah. So this is what I say. I say for self-care, like self-care is really about building resilience and it's not about Mm -hmm. numbing out. So whatever you do, according to your Enneagram type, whatever you do to numb out, you know, like stop doing that. Yeah. And instead, (laughs) start thinking about ways to build resilience. And so for me as Enneagram one, I do have to try and let go of the weight of the world. And so there's a lot of different ways I can do that. But for me, self-care is taking a step back, saying you can't fix everything. You can't save everybody. Um, that's God's job. And so I do a lot of things like yoga, running, uh, a, like different prayer apps. Um, I do a prayer night. All these things that just I'm trying to let go of this burden I've put on myself to save the world. And so ways I can find to let go of that is my form of self-care. So that's really good. Yeah, it sounds like you understand self care better than most. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm like, take a bath. I don't know. I'm like, fine, if that builds I, your resilience. I didn't but... want you to say take a bath. Okay. <laughs> what I want you so here's Buy the deal. expensive eye cream. Like, no. How unless, <laughs> unless that builds How does a one b- well, you already said some ones for ones because you are a yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. How's a number two build resilience? Again, I would say like you have to do something where you let go your need to be helping, right? So you Mm -hmm. have to find something where you can just let go of that and instead be poured into allow yourself to be known and valued for who you are, not what you do. So maybe you watch Mr. Rogers. Okay, two's watch Mr. Wazers. Mr. Wadgers. Why did I say Mr. Wadgers? What about threes? What should threes do? Oh, they have to fail spectacularly at something. Oh, On yeah. purpose? But is yeah. that no. self-care, though? Well, then they have to be gentle to themselves with that. I feel so this. maybe even... How do they go out like... I'm, no, so here's what I'm you do. Three. I'm going to go out in the world and fail today. Here's what you something do. something that you can't excel at, maybe. Yeah, here's... Mm. Or, or, or something with no stakes that you just don't like it's this is a, this podcast is a perfect example because I have a three wing yeah. and that three wing affects me greatly in terms of like when something I do fails it's like I'm being rejected mm-hmm. this podcast is going to be hardcore rejected by a large <laughs> portion of my <laughs> network right so this is your self-care this is great this is 100 and i felt it too like i told jennifer the other day like i don't know why but i haven't felt this energized in a very long time and it's because i don't do anything that doesn't have stakes involved so that's oh, my wow. that's my advice for fours and threes is like do a project that that it does not really matter if it fails yeah, and, and I would say for to. a four, something fun, that's probably, good. right? Doing yep. something that's fun and yep. low stakes. Yeah, yep. I think that's great. That's great advice. What about fives? I think fives should like watch the saddest movie in the world oh. and let themselves cry. Oh. I don't know. Connect with My their advice emotions. for fives would be like get upset about something happening in the world and really allow yourself to lament so not just being sad but like practice the christian spiritual discipline of lamenting that's good what is wrong in the world and and really letting yourself be connected and moved to the place where you have to um like publicly witness that with other christians i don't know that's just what i think what about number six i don't know about those sixes uh <laughs> <laughs> 
Maybe Richard, you could do this. Yeah. Because your wife is a six. She is. And what she has to do is get out of the house. It it's almost doesn't matter what she does after that. But if she's away from her responsibilities, I think oh. that's the key. Is like get away from anything where you have to provide, you're expected to provide stability or safety or where there's any expectation and just go. So like. We've talked many times about seeing a movie alone, but that's a we good, have. that's a good place for a six, I think. Oh, that's great! I like that. Um, and just also like, yeah, that's that's enough. Seven. Uh, self care for a seven is okay. This one, I I don't know what to say because it seems like sevens can be really good at like all of the like consumeristic and capitalistic. Mm-hmm materialistic ways of self-care so i would just say you really got to dig deep into like how can you build yourself up so that you can get back up the next day ready and engaged to do the work you're supposed to do i so i'm not sure what that would be but it doesn't necessarily look like yeah doing things to forget yeah it's a tough one i think i think i think sevens need to slow down and like not do something and not consume anything, not like consuming. you said. Yeah. Yeah. Sevens have like this lust for life and like it kind of can feel like they can never have enough mm. of anything. Mm-hmm. So I think just to, yeah. So to maybe not more like the anything. meditation or something. I'm going to make yeah. a recommendation that you focus on your closest friends, like one-on-one time, deep time with your friends. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I think that would energize a seven and would like get them going a little deeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight. I don't know. I have no clue. About the, they're they're useless. There's nothing that can be done for eight. <laughs> <laughs> the the worst number. I'm just kidding. Um, uh, eight. I mean, I'm I love kidding. them, but they also seem to be fine. Pretty good at like taking care of themselves. Yeah. Like, you know, and well, so I I don't know about that though. Because I just know healthy ones, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But I feel like because because they're an aggressive type, they're a body type, they can just go, 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 go without ceasing and like just abuse themselves because they never stop. Hmm. So, well, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe okay. I really to... want to say the phrase treat yourself to treat some yourself. number. But yeah. I don't know which number to I say. I feel that like to. nine is the right one. Okay, nine. that's what I'm probably waiting for. Or two. Yeah. What about nines? Oh, nines! Can you just accept that you're loved? You, are you not gonna say treat yourself? I thought you were gonna say treat yourself. And can you <laughs> can you treat yourself? <laughs> but not by buying something unethical. Good idea. <laughs> there okay. we go. I love nines, and I just want them to know. That they're okay. Cool. Yeah. Even if there's conflict in the world, you're okay. And don't take a nap. That's not what you should be doing. <laughs> oh, my For self-care. Gosh, see? I feel like naps see, Richard, come up on every you. podcast we have. And I'm trying to make a case that naps are like nine's thing. Oh, they're like, my husband's like a stress napper. Yeah. Is he a nine? Same with yeah. my roommate. Yeah. And I it, it just, I cannot nap yeah. unless I am deathly ill. Uh, and so it makes me like doubly annoyed at mm-hmm. his little stress naps yeah i feel like um <laughs> i feel like fours nap a lot too is the case that i'm making oh okay, okay. because fours okay, take in all of the emotional energy as well um 
mm-hmm. and it's more work than just existing. You know what I mean? It's hard out there for. It's so hard for you, Richard. <laughs> it's so hard for you. Um, all right. Yes. Well, we see you and your pain. Well, for our last segment, Danielle, this has been really fun, um, and we wanna we wanna thank you by paying it forward to back to you. I think that's okay. how paying it forward works. Um, you just pay them back directly. Uh, like when someone pays for your Starbucks and then you just chase them down and pay them back immediately. <laughs> like aggressively pay them back. Yeah. Or you so just nice. give them your drink. Right. Yeah. So um, we just need you to tell us a problem you're having in your life or like an issue you're having that you need help with. And we're going to give you some advice through the lens of the Enneagram. Okay. Mm-hmm. I really wish I had something light and frothy to say, but I don't. Okay. This is like we're something ready. that's really serious. Oh no. Which is, (laughs) I am a pretty awesome wife and I'm an okay mom and I'm a terrible friend. Mm. As far as like this weird, like westernized concept of friendship, like sex in the city, or um, I can't think of any other like female buddy comedies, but. Like like Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, I just don't, mm-hmm. I'm not able to maintain those types of relationships. I, again, most of my friends are people who aren't from my same culture. They don't, we don't share the same like language even. We don't share the same religion. And so I love those friendships. They give me a lot of life, but mm-hmm. like those heart to heart, deep female friendships, which, you know, I'd love them if we could share some of these same like religious values and stuff. I just cannot do it because I am so ethically rigid <laughs> that <laughs> it ends up getting in the way. So for me, I'm like, you need to live in my neighborhood. You need to like mm. send your kid to the failing elementary school like I do. Like if you homeschool, you're out. You're out. I can't I can't be best buds with you because, hmm. you know, you're you're making this choice. And so I'm only now 34 starting to be like, oh, yeah, this is like not great to go through life like this um Mm -hmm. at the same time i i cherish like my life and the and the friendships in it but the best friend thing is real for me and i don't know if that's enneagram one thing or not Hmm. so if it is enneagram one let's talk about otherwise let's just like stop this and well the reason person like i also am a terrible friend but it has more to do with self-involvement and laziness than it does the uh moral rigidness which is where you hmm. kind of lost me in terms of relating to it. But yeah. it does sound like a one thing, right? Like, obviously, the reason. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I friendship, I feel I can say is something I am good at um, because, because I am a two and I have a deep need for relationship and intimacy. I'm also single, so friendships are mm. just my lifeline. Yeah. Um, friendship and family so and I'm trying to think like I don't have close one friends that I know of like I don't think any of my really good friends are one yeah same here um you're doomed Danielle (laughs) you're not doomed solitary life where I judge everybody I mean Sometimes it feels like that. But I will also say my my place in life is the cool people I know all have a bunch of little kids. We all have a bunch of little kids. And I mm-hmm. just like yeah. cannot do very much 
mom and kid played it. It's like my two kids are awesome, okay. but they take it all out of me. Yeah. And so like yeah. trying to have, I love deep convos, you know, I love them. And so trying to have yeah. a deep convo, <laughs> like our very securely attached children, like keep interrupting us because they mm-hmm. know we will respond to them. You know, I'm like, I can't do this. I can't. I don't. <laughs> it's not very life giving to me. And so maybe this is also just a stage in life. I wish I had more single friends, to be perfectly honest, and older friends. I was going to say, I think you just need more single <laughs> yeah, friends, maybe. Yeah. So um, we, my wife and I have two kids and then we have our best friends are uh, we have one. We have, I think, two. We, well, we have some who, like, half of our best friends are single, and the other half have no kids. They're married but oh, have no kids. Lucky ducks. And it's, it's <laughs> Sorry, amazing. That's really terrible. It's genuinely amazing. But yeah. we are starting to get to the point where we feel like we are taking more than we are giving, and yeah. and I'm feeling a lot of guilt about it. I literally had a lunch with one of my single friends who was like, "I feel like you don't really." Like the number, the number of times you've not taken the chance to come hang out with me, it just makes Mm. me like, I know it's not reality, but it makes me feel like you don't really care all that much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, oh my God, that was a seven. That That was a seven who said that to me. So I feel that. Oh my gosh. My friends are like, my close friends are starting to have children. Yeah. It's rough. It's, it's fine. It's everything's fine. (laughs) It's not fine. It's a game changer. It is. It is a huge I, I'm like game seven changer. Years into it, almost eight years into it. I still haven't adjusted. But I would say I'm, I would. Just, I'm grieving to be honest. I would just say yeah, that but, yeah. we have to co- collectively. We have to like. We it can't be paying it back. It has to be. It has to be this like. What is the thing I can give? If it's not time or resources, you need to think deeply, Bethany, about oh. what you want. <laughs> What you want other than those things from your from your friends okay. with kids? Because I would love to give anything I could to my friends who don't have kids, but like yeah. there's a very specific like range of things I have available. Oh yeah, to my- I could care less about that in some ways, which is why I'm like, that's why I'm a terrible friend. As people mm. know, they know right away that I'm. If we have like a shared vision or values, that I'm like, yes, let's do this. But if huh? it's just fulfilling like a friendship need people just you know they learn quickly that i can't be there to fulfill that and this also goes into some interesting things about the fact that i am a writer i have a somewhat public part of my life and people reach out Mm -hmm. to me all the time and so Mm -hmm. in some ways i'm like oh i know so many people they all really need stuff from me or you know um Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. i'm just looking for like i would say a co-laborer almost like like i'm a Mm -hmm. neighborhood pastor and i just want like another pastor to come do what I'm doing. And that's just not going to happen right now. And so I'm trying to be like, how do I, do I just say this is how it is and that's fine? Or do I keep trying to find those kinds of relationships? I'm sorry, you guys. I'm just. No, that's interesting. Well, I don't know. This is hard, but uh, you, are you willing to like adjust your expectations of like what a friendship would be like maybe not making the baseline qualification like they are so passionate and ready to jump into everything that I'm doing right but like maybe it's just someone who you get along with and like talking to and over time you can kind of like help them to grow to be passionate about what you're passionate about but 
that may not be the place where you can start with someone. Right. I don't know. No, I think that's great. And this is what my husband has told me. And so I do think as I hopefully move towards health, you know, I will be kinder to myself and kinder to other people and Mm -hmm. just able to accept the places of life we're at. But I'm also such a pragmatic person. So, I mean, we go to church and there's really cool people at church. But again, I'm like, you have little kids. We live 30 minutes away. Like, we're mm-hmm. not going to be besties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't even try sometimes. But Well, it sounds like we solved your problem. You certainly <laughs> did. <laughs> yep. So, I um, think, like, in the course of this conversation, you've gained, like, three best friends. Well, so. Bethany, you live in Portland. I do. Just come on over. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I will. I'm yeah, just laughing because the odds don't seem good that you guys will become friends. <laughs> Based off of everything I just said. But this is true. This is this is real life for me. This has been No Chill Enneagram. It is hosted and produced by Richard Clark and Bethany Perkins. Edited by Richard Clark. Theme music is Max Flashback by Lee Rosevere. We want to hear from you. If you're an Enneagram number 9, 4, 2, or 7, feel free to leave a review on iTunes. If you are a six, please only do this if you trust us. If you are an eight or a one, please do not leave us a review on iTunes. But you can feel free to reach out to us on Twitter, where we'd love to be challenged by you or hear from your overflowing inner critic. Our Twitter handle is at NoChillEnyapod. That's at NoChillEnyapod. Enneagram number fives. Please include us in your next exhaustive list of hilarious podcasts. And threes, you can just give us credit after we inspire you to do whatever amazing thing you're going to do next. If you are a number one through nine and you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast wherever podcasts are subscribable. This is an Area Code Podcast.